Morning, folks. Here we are again. Let's let's get our cup of coffee or tea or whatever morning beverage you might be drinking these days. Maybe it's a Bloody Mary. Maybe it's a mimosa. Maybe it's a scotch. I don't know. But I feel like some of us out there are probably doing that. I am not. Maybe I should be. I don't know. I don't know. Is uh, how's everybody doing? We doing all right? We doing okay? Is it's it's like almost the end of week two in this uh, in this bit that we're doing this this lockdown quarantine that you know some folks still aren't dealing with. They're just out there doing their thing. I'm not gonna get into that because we talk about that a lot. How's everybody else doing? I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear like what your do like what your daily grind is, what your routine is. Do you do you have a schedule? Do you not? I saw somebody post today that even though they're working from home, they got up in the morning and they take a drive to pretend like they're going to work only to return back home. Maybe it helps. I don't know. I don't know. What are you doing? I'd love to hear from you so we can we can have a chat about it. Cause I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I wish I had more to add, but I'm just here doing my thing. You know, I woke the kids up this morning, did the stuff. We got the thing going and then they did their other bit. And then now I'm doing this and they're in school. Yay, school. Uh, is anybody out there? I don't know if you want to admit to this or not. Like, are, are there any parents who are just not doing their school? Like, are they just like not having their kids do school stuff? I'm just curious. And I'm not, I'm not going to, that's your bit. If that's what you want to do, I'm not going to, you know, say anything about it, but I'm just curious if there are people out there going, oh no, go on the iPad, go do your thing. I don't know. Is that happening? Is that going on? Shouldn't, I I don't know. I feel like they should be in school (laughs) because it's school time. But I'm just wondering if there's people out there who just are looking at this as extended vacation to do other things. Maybe they look at it as a benefit to spend more time doing stuff. I don't I don't know. I'm just curious. Let me know. Hit me up with a vo- here here you go. There's a thing that I put on the Brenzor's Dead homepage on anchor.fm. And if you go to the face, if you go to the Brenzor's Dead Facebook page, you'll see it there at the like kind of at the top, probably. And there's like a link, and I'll post it again just for the hell of it. And I'll pin it to the top. I guess that's what you do. You pin things so they stay there. I don't fuck, I hate internet. Um I, like start leaving some more voice messages. I got some. <laughs> they were cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are, the people that did that. Um, leave some more. They're pretty funny. And if they're, uh, if you want to talk about something, let me know. And I'll play it on the thing. And it'll be here. And you don't have to say your name or whatever. And you can even disguise your voice. Make it a fun thing. I don't know. But let's talk about uh, whatever you want to do. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we're all looking for stuff right now. You know, everybody's kind of inside or you should be inside. Um, how's the grocery store going for you? Is that happening? Is that, are you running out of stuff? Are, are your neighbors taking it all and you don't have any? I mean, that's a drag. I don't know. So our, our house went to the store the other day and, 
you know, didn't come home with much, didn't need much. You know, we were like, well, let's just, you know, let's get what we need and come home with that. And that's fine. And we passed on a lot of things because we're like, we just don't need that right now. We can wait. But are people like really, you know, doing the thing where they're like, I need all of it. I need to hoard all of the multi-grain tortillas. I need all of the gluten-free jam. You know, are they doing that? Because that's kind of shitty. You don't do that. I mean, take what you need and use what you take and then wash, rinse, repeat. Go back. I don't think the stores are closing, folks. And I was watching the news the other day and they're like, the trucks are still on the road bringing stuff to the stores, you know? But what screws them up is when you take more than you normally do. Because then they run out and then they don't have it. And then people go, oh no, and their heads go... And then you see them running around like crazy people. So let's not do that. Just take what you need, all right? And be cool. We're going to get over this. I'm telling you right now, I'm giving it eight weeks. Giving it eight weeks. Eight weeks from, like, let's just say from today, eight weeks. (laughs) Because I don't think people were taking it seriously enough. So let's just start the ticker going now. Eight weeks. And then, um, and when I say eight weeks, what I mean is, I think that's a time where it'll get to a point where, we're we're going out. We're probably going to have a steak somewhere. Because I think a lot of people are going to want to do that. But I still think we're going to be aware of what's going on. And I don't think it's going to be gone. Let me be clear. I don't think it's going to be gone. I think we're going to be like in a, in a point of control. Like right now we're out of control. We don't have control. <laughs> I think in about eight weeks, and I'm hoping that's the case, we're going to be in a period of control where we go, all right, we still got to be cool and we still got to do the, let's just call it physical distancing because social distancing could mean like, "Ah, I'm distancing myself online. No, physical distancing. Stay the fuck away from people. I think we're going to still be doing that. And I think like restaurants and stuff are still going to help us out with that by not putting us like nuts to butts when we're eating our, you know, fingerling potatoes. Okay, I don't think we're, they're going to do that. I think we're still going to be in that kind of mode of thought. We're not going to shake hands. We're not going to. We're not going to spit in each other's mouths. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's gross. Um, we're not going to do that. Um, what we are going to do is kind of get back to somewhat of a let's just call it normal, normalcy, normal way of life, and we're going to be able to do things. But we're going to be aware, and it's not going to be gone. But we're just going to be like aware and it's going to be sort of under control and we'll be able to do some stuff. But it's not going to be the virus is gone. No, it's not going to be that. At least not for now. So I don't know. But I'm still doing the show. People are still coming on the show. I had a couple of great shows this week. And, um, you know, I hope uh, you enjoyed the lockdown chat of what we're doing on a daily basis because I feel like that might be important to some people because I think some folks are in their house going, I don't know what to do. And what is it? What is, I think I'm the only one doing this and there's nobody else. And I just want people to know that other people are doing it too. And we're all doing this thing. And I think a little peek behind the curtain was nice. So there you go. But we're back today with regular show stuff, folks. So I talked to a dude that 
I didn't work with. Um, I knew him through somebody who I live with, (laughs) not the kids. Uh, I know this guy from the company Jinx. And if you don't know Jinx, Jinx is a clothing manufacturer that makes game-related clothes like Minecraft and some other pew-pew shooty-shooty stuff. They just, they're, they're, they're like a group of like underground clothing manufacturers and they're pretty cool. And by say, by underground, they're a pretty big operation. So they're not like working out of someone's utility room or utility room. What? Laundry room or garage or something like that. You know, they got a big operation out here in the Southern California hemisphere. Um, and it's only because they've grown and they started in someone's utility room, <laughs> I guess. And then they grew into like a big place where a lot of people work. Um, and I met Julian over there a while back. And, um, you know, we talked here and there. And we, you know, just kind of every time we were at a show or every time there would be like a thing, you know, we'd cross paths and he's a neat dude. And <laughs> here's the funny thing. I didn't realize, and I, 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 I kind of knew about it, but I didn't really, I didn't put the, I didn't connect the dots. I didn't put the two and two together to make the five. I didn't realize that I knew he was a wrestler, but I didn't realize it was him that was the wrestler. If that makes any sense. And I think if you hear this, you'll understand. Anyway, the dude's a wrestler, like not, not a, Technical, I'm going to wear the little headphones. And uh, if you've ever seen a wrestler, you know they wear the little headgear. looks like headphones. And the unitard. And I'm going to wrestle you technically. And I'm going to win. You know, not like that. This guy's like, I, I mean, what else can I say? But like, have you ever watched the WWF? Not the WWE, but the WWF, like in the 80s. World Wrestling Federation. And in the 80s, the WWF had guys like the Hulk Hogan, right? Junkyard Dog, Iron Sheik, Sergeant Slaughter, Ultimate Warrior, uh, you know, just to name a few of those fellas. Those very Jimmy Superfly Snooker. And I'm doing the hand things that he did. And I'm doing them right now. Because that's what you do anytime you say Jimmy Superfly Snooker. You got to do the little hand things. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Anyhow, he's a wrestler and he has a character. And damn it, if I can't remember right now. Oh, it's it's like Julius Calhoun. I know the last part is Calhoun, but I can't remember the first name. It's I'm just going to say it's. Chilius Calhoun. And I just love it. It was, it was really awesome. He's a character. They play characters in his wrestling bit. And I think it's cool. And we talk about wrestling and we talk about gaming and we talk about all this other stuff. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So sit back, listen to Julian Collins on Brenzor's Dead. Fuck, I don't know. We're doing, here we go. Second time around. I think like a dummy, I hit stop recording as opposed to stop the stupid music. Well, it's my <laughs> first podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's all good. <laughs> oh, that hey, Julian good. Collins, what's up, man? Hey, Jason Brenner, man. 
nothing. Just uh, listening to that great music intro that you have. I feel like I was doing some kind of like 50s swimming dance to it. Felt good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's beach blanket fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, someone. Yeah, I mean, so like a like a dumbass. We had about a three second podcast a minute ago because I decided to hit stop after the first three seconds. Oh, I mean, we'll we'll just release it later on the Patreon. It's fine. <laughs> Fucking directors. <laughs> so what's up, man? How you doing? You know, I think I am doing about as best as I can with uh, what we currently have uh, laid at our feet. Yeah. How are you? It's weird right now, isn't it? It's, I mean, I was talking to my girlfriend about it. It's something that I've never, ever experienced in my entire life. I don't know how many people have experienced this. So it's just, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, look, I've been walking around this rock for like almost 50 years and I'm, I'm going like, I don't know what the fuck to expect tomorrow. (laughs) I have no idea. It's a weird one. And I mean, I, I think at some point, like, we're all getting kind of, I don't like maybe sick of talking about it. I don't know, but it, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, do we keep talking about it or do we just kind of go, well, if we were just going to stay inside and everyone shut up now, I like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is like, it's, it's a, it's a surrounding topic of every topic. So it's something that affects literally every industry on this planet and we can't stop talking about it because it literally affects every single one of our lives. If, if we want to talk about the game that we're playing or, or, or something, a movie that we just watched, it's like, whoa, I just watched it out my house because of COVID. I can't watch, you know, the new Sonic movie right. that came out. So it, it encompasses everything. <laughs> it sucks. It does suck. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going so nuts when I see, and there's there's a lot of them still, the people who are just out and about and, hey, look, let's go look at the cherry blossoms with like 75,000 other people and let's go have a, a basketball game in the park with 30 other, I'm, it drives me bananas, dude. I know. I don't know I, and like, I don't, do I go scream at them? Are they going to listen? I doubt it. They're just going to go, fuck you, crazy man, and, you know, go back to your hole. And I don't know. Uh, like until we kind of all come to sort of an agreement <laughs> that you got to be inside for a bit, like it ain't going to go away. I mean, the fact that like we have to come to an agreement on it is already, we're already behind because we can't come to agreement about anything. We we can't agree on anything. <laughs> I mean, you're like, hey, it was a lot better. Like the Sonic movie. Let's take that. We just talked about that. Sonic movie is better now because they decided to go back and change it based on based on fan reviews uh people are still out there saying this movie sucks it probably was better the first time around it's like all right dude if we can't if we can't agree that sonic not looking like a demon i don't know what else we're gonna what else we're fighting about here you know what i'm saying i don't know i really i was really looking forward to the toned legs of sonic the hedgehog and now i just have those stupid pipe cleaners that they threw a couple of red shoes on and (laughs) i don't know man but that's that's the thing now that's where we live right we go hey a movie's coming out i hate it so i'm gonna complain about it before it even comes out and then you know these poor sons of bitches who have to make the movie are like well no one's going to see it if we don't change it. And then, you know, they ch- and like, what are they complaining about? It's the fucking look of a, of a computer hedgehog. I know. And it's, it's like, what, you want to look like a cartoon? 
you want the, you want Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog to be like the next uh, Super Mario Brothers movie? Like, should we get fucking what's his name over here again? Uh, I mean, where's Captain oh, Lou man. Albano? We need his ass to come back, <laughs> and we need a new Super Mario movie to overtake the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. As far as I'm concerned, uh, I would just prefer they bring the uh, original Super Mario Brothers movie back and re-release it. I would just be okay with that because that was some. I've never seen anything more creepy in my life than that movie. And like my kids are like, do they have a Mario movie out? Cause they're, they're the age where they like know what's coming out and shit. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, Sonic, is there a Mario brothers movie? I'm like, well, kids, let me show you what nightmare <laughs> fuel looks like. We're going to watch this movie at 9 PM on a Friday. And yeah, uh, yeah. we'll see if you sleep. How about that? <laughs> let me tell you, this little tune is not in it. That ain't in the movie. <laughs> it's, and for anyone who is listening and you haven't seen the Super Mario Brothers movie, please just go watch and then stay awake for like 72 hours. That's all I ask because it's, it's fucking creepy. I know. It's just King Koopa and I mean, th- what those uh, those shoes that they're wearing. Oh, my God. I'm surprised Nike hasn't come out. I mean, they did something for Alien. I want the Super Mario Brothers shoes in store. That's what I want. Yeah. The whole whole fucking thing is weird, but the, you know, whatever. That's you know, if we didn't, if they didn't have that, we'd have nothing to talk about. <laughs> so, uh, what, you, so what, what are you up to right now, man? Because last I saw was, you know, it was Jinx, and are, are we still with Jinx? Uh, yes, or sir. I'm, I'm, I'm working from home right now uh, with Jinx amid this crisis. Uh, we have made every everybody is currently working from home our warehouse is operational only a couple times a week right now but we're making sure to get our online orders out um and you know we're just kind of taking day by day yeah so they've actually like adopted the it's cool to work from home which is great i'm glad they have yeah i think you know um now i think we were we weren't given much of a choice to be fair um i think this is kind of (laughs) this is kind of the uh uh the recourse we had to take with what the cards that we were dealt. I mean, we were lucky enough to get out ahead of it where we were about, we started working from home last week. So we were about a week ahead before California mm-hmm. was like, everybody's working from home. Um, what I have, what I have, uh, what I have feelings for is everybody out there who's currently working, who ha- who is a part of those essential businesses. And even on top of that, the businesses that deem themselves essential are putting people in, in harm's way by, by making them work. And it's like, you know, if we all shut down and we all just kind of listen to what we need to be able to do here by staying social distancing or what I like to call staying the fuck away from people or just stay in your house. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're looking at I mean, I prefer the term physical distancing. Fuck social. Just phys- stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, I stay six feet away from my girlfriend at all times. and We live in a very small house. All right. I had a, I had a part six feet in, in the bed. I, I sleep in the bathroom. Well, I mean, you know, the, the thing is, it's like, I'm, I, you know, the term essential bit, all these new terms have arisen in this whole plague, you know, social distancing. And like, you know, people think it's a new thing. Are, are you fucking crazy? Like I've been social distancing since I was 11. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be around anybody, you know, I just, I don't. And like, the thing is, you know, when they're like, oh, if you're sick, stay away from people. Quarantine yourself. Like, this is not new. This is not new. Like, when you're sick, you stay home. Like, hasn't that been the rule since, like, elementary school? I mean, and, and people are acting like this is all 
like so new to them and they don't know how to adapt to it. And, and I'm like, what, why not? You've been doing it all your life. Now there's a label on it and you, now you, you're not understanding it because there's a label. It's weird to me. It's I, bizarre. I think that we come from a very different approach and very different like industry than a lot of these other mainstream industries come from. I come from video games. You come from board games and card games and working with uh, a lot of the, those uh, convent we're still at the same conventions you know we still go to packs we still right. go and so like if whatever we want to call social distancing or staying i don't shake people's hands there because i don't know who's dirty or not i don't shake people i keep hand sanitizer on me at all times i make sure that if someone's coughing i kick them in the face and i get them out away from me there's so many of these things that like gamers and and you know i don't, I don't like to say introverted people but I, I i like to harp on gamers in general we have been preparing for this thing our entire lives <laughs> that's very true i mean so it's like when when you know i remember when we would be at pax or something like that and then there would be some some neckbeard would walk up to the to the convention and uh on on the floor and they they would talk to me about something and try and shake my hand and it's just it looked greasy and i'm like you know what man you know we're giving dabs today brother right here and then i have to go well i mean it's true man and i hate to i hate to kind of say it but i mean there there's a lot of fact in there and you know you, you go to these shows that have 60 70,000 people and up you know and you're gonna you're gonna lose the the handshaking lottery at some point during the show you're gonna lose and you're gonna lose a lot <laughs> you're gonna lose more than one time and you do have to keep like an eye on you know some of the folks cuz not everybody is as clean <laughs> Is you want them to be when you're shaking hands, and like I'm, I'm totally on board with just moving away from shaking hands. Period. In forever, like a year from now, when this thing is over, I hope. Um, let's get away from handshaking altogether. Let's just move away from it. You could fucking bow. You can do a dance. <laughs> you can sing a song. I don't care what, but let's just be done with shaking hands. It's fucking gross. I, I, <laughs> I mean, hey, I like the bowing idea. I think bowing or like some kind of, uh, like you said, little ditty or maybe you sing a song. I don't know. Maybe you just say <laughs> hi. Hey, how's it going? Nice to see you again. Why do I need to shake your hand to say, you know, congrats? Like we, we're not making a business deal. I have no reason to have a handshake anymore. No. This isn't the this isn't the 1800s when like all these businesses and these deals weren't like before lawyers where you shook a hand and your word meant everything. Like I don't care. I don't need to shake this guy's hand who wants to buy a T-shirt. I don't need to. Well, it's true, man. It's like I'm not going to spit on my hand and shake <laughs> it because that's how that's how the old men did it, and that's their their word is their butt. Fuck that. I'm going to give you the Luke Skywalker to R2D2 fucking two hands off the floor, two fingers off the forehead. Throw me my fucking lightsaber move. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done shaking hands. Oh uh, yeah, I know. Fit. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad that we got right, that well, way. Now that we know that we're not shaking hands anymore, pretty much anybody who's listening to this can just adopt it, right? Well, I mean, we it it what's the what's the downside? I mean, the downside like do a fist bump. That's you know you're still touching, but you know it's better because you typically don't rub your eyes with your fist. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I just think this is hopefully this is maybe taught some folks that you know we don't need to do the shit that we've been doing forever. Let's let's change it up a little bit, you know? Let's let's rise above and maybe we won't have this happen again. Also, let's not eat the faces of bats, but whatever. <laughs> That's what's weird is like everybody now is like, "Well, I, you know, I didn't know washing your hands was was such a big deal." And it's like, "Really? You didn't know that washing your hands is a huge deal?" <laughs> 
Were you not listening in, in kindergarten when they said, hey, uh, you know, soap, it, it kills bacteria, at least some of it, most of it. Yeah. They, no, I, I, it's, it's fucking weird, man. It's, it's a weird time. So, like, how are you dealing with the, uh, with the quarantine? Oh, uh, I am dealing with it by binge watching shows. And uh, lucky for me, I work from, I'm working from home, so I have my computer set up. So I've been playing a little bit of uh, team fight tactics right now. And, right. and jumping in on that just to to get my you know I used to have a a big League of Legends addiction and uh, for some reason this is just kind of like tempering that addiction a little bit um, and so that's what I've been doing we've been we've been watching uh, Ozark on on Netflix the new season okay. comes out on Friday so we've been uh, binge watching the, the first two seasons and I think it's a great show if anybody has season watched three it. is coming out yeah season three comes out on Friday <sighs> did not know that. Okay. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I have. Huge mm-hmm. Jason Bateman fan. Huge Jason Bateman fan. Uh, I've been a Jason Bateman fan since the show "It's Your Move" in the '80s, my friend. Oh my god! Yeah, you are a yeah, well, uh... or Silver Spoons <laughs> when he was the dickhole friend of Rick Schroeder. <laughs> I, I hate. I hate to. Uh, I don't want. I don't hate to say this, but Silver Spoons, one of the best theme songs. I could, I could, I could sing it right now, but I'm not gonna, pal. It's in my head though. And anybody who's listening to this, who's seen the show, they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm singing it in my head too." And that just <laughs> it's it's one of those like in the '80s, all those shows had like you know life lesson theme songs in the beginning of the show. It wasn't like the show's starting. Here we go. It was you know there was like y- you have to learn all the the moral the like the morality compass of the show is like all laid out in the theme song uh, yeah oh man even like in the when you once you get into like the early 90s like the the era of like those those sitcoms like the full houses the family matters like half the half the reason i want to learn the piano is just to be able to bust out any of these old theme songs just willy-nilly like be able to sit at like a, some random piano and just start playing the cheers theme that's like a fantasy of mine <laughs> oh you'd be a hit at bars fellow uh, you? oh yeah cheers bars yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean everybody knows their name right also true uh, so you're okay so you're you're binge watching all kinds of shit i mean i think we we all are are you worried I'm hearing like weird things in the, like, you know, everybody's right now is hearing sound bites. Like everybody's hearing a thing and a lot of us are hearing very different things and we don't know what the fuck is true or not. Fine. But I'm hearing like weird sound bites about the bandwidth. And like, now I'm worried on, on all this other stuff on top of everything else that's going on. Let's add another layer of concern <laughs> to our daily lives and that is a the power grid. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Like it's going to be overloaded because we're all using all this power all the time now. And then B, the bandwidth of you know, I I guess that pipe that holds the internet, you know, is getting clogged up. And I'm, I'm like in the UK, like Netflix, Disney Plus, PlayStation, Xbox, they're all like you know, dialing back the bandwidth going to these things because everybody's using shit. So now I'm getting worried about that top of everything else. I mean, I, I'm not like a, a tech bandwidth dude. All I know is that's bullshit. (laughs) 
as as a, as a guy, good. Make me feel better, man. I Come mean, on. I mean, listen, we. This is like we hear these sound bites, and I, I, Jason, we we've known each other a little bit now, and we've had we've had in in the little minimum amount of time that we've had to get to know each other. I know that you are one sarcastic person. I also know that you can smell bullshit from a mile away. <laughs> And that's fair. And that that's what I appreciate is and that's what I'm that's what I think here. It's like, oh, we're running out of bandwidth. It's like how? Yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. How how I'm are like, you measuring how, bandwidth? You, how are you running yeah. How are you running out of bandwidth? I mean it's, it's not toilet paper. It's fucking zeros and ones, man. I mean, I don't understand. They are the, there is fact in the in the in the UK they are dialing back all this shit. And I'm like, why? All I see is the story is we're doing it, but I haven't seen why and how, unless they have like a completely different system over there. Maybe they do. I don't know. I was in the UK once and the internet kind of sucked. So maybe that's, there's something to it. But over here where I'm concerned about, <laughs> I'm like, I'm in the same boat. Like how the fuck it's information. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not a tampon in the, in the sewer system. No, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. I don't understand. Well, a lot of, it, where's the clog? I, I've seen like, um, what was I saw like kind of like a sound bite or maybe it was like uh, a headline and someone was some someone someone at Congress or wherever was talking about how video games are taking up all of the bandwidth and that you know now that kids are staying home and people are working from home more people are playing video games and that's uh, causing a bandwidth shortage or something like that and I'm sitting here going dude. You have no idea what you're talking. Netflix takes up more than anything else. Netflix, Hulu, all these streaming platforms. Like, it's not. It's not video games. Stop putting. Stop bringing it back to video games. That's what I always dislike about Congress. They always bring it back to video games about how awful video games are or something like that. And it's like now that's eating up it's all true. the bandwidth. It's like, I mean, oh, it. I, that's what I'm like, dude. I don't understand how you can run on a band. I just don't understand the 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 found like the fundamentals of how you can run out of bandwidth i i don't and someone is gonna listen and go well don't here you don't fucking know well here it is stupid fine then that's cool but for now i'm like it's zeros and ones through space <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not i'm not just not wrapping my head around it for whatever reason and you're right it's not like toilet paper where there's a clear beginning and a clear end you know it's there's no manufacturing like problem there's no manufacturing like uh problem with the internet it's not like we have trouble no. getting it from point a to point b we're not spending we're not spending money on gas there's no overhead on the internet it's just zeros and ones come on yeah i mean i'm it's, not a, it's it's odd i'm not a i'm not a programmer well, i'm not the inventor of the internet but i don't know i've been using it a long time uh, yeah yeah i'm kind of in the same boat so but that's that's like the new soundbite i'm hearing is we're gonna run out of bandwidth and i'm like i don't i don't think the cable companies are that concerned because when you go over and dude i didn't even realize until i mean i've been subscribing to high speed since high speed was a thing right for for years like 20 years at this point or whatever it is and just like a month or two ago i got some weird ten dollar charge because uh Cox cable out here goes, you went over your data. I'm like, what? Like, what? I don't, this, I'm not, I'm not on like a mobile plan or something. I'm like, no, no, no. Everybody has a data limit and you went over it, son. I was like, oh, well, fuck it. All right. I went over it. I mean, I don't know what to, I mean, okay. And like, so my point is, 
I don't think they're going to be upset if we use more because they're going to charge more. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine for them. So I don't think they're telling anybody to dial it back. Yeah. Well, let's hope not. But I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm, we're going to carry on as usual. I'm going to download eight. I'll tell you what does get under my fucking skin about gaming and, and bandwidth is why the fuck are games, you know, every game is two terabytes now. What the what kind of shit is that? I mean, I go to download, what the fuck was it the other day? Um, oh, the new Call of Duty Warzone Battle Royale, whatever the fuck. And it's like, it's it's 100 gigs. It's 100 fucking, it's like 98 or something like that. It's 100 fucking gigs to download this game. And I'm like, all right, let me make room in my fucking terabyte hard drive on my Xbox. It's just, it's getting out of control with like the size of these games. It's getting a little much. That's pissing me off. Yeah, I I agree with you there. I think that like, I mean, I I like the idea of games being downloadable. I like that idea. I like the ability to be able to have it at at a click's reach rather than having to go to GameStop or or, or Best Buy or order on Amazon. I like have rather than have a physical copy. I like being able to have the ability to download that game. But a biggest problem I've seen with it is that they aren't releasing full games anymore. They're 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 just releasing it in these bite-sized pieces and I'm just allowing consumers just to spend all this money on the game. Then they got to download this patch and they got to download this new thing and all this other crap. Then they got to have a DLC and they have a, have they have this uh, season pass and <laughs> like, instead of, you know, what one sixty $60 game that, you know, could get you six to 12 hours, if not more of gameplay. Now you're getting for the same price, you're getting three hours of gameplay, mostly online. And it's just, I don't know. I think that there's a there's it a fundamental is. understanding that we need to get behind when, when it comes to purchasing and, and developing games. I, I I don't disagree, and I mean you know it, it's funny because you know I I'm I'm a child of the cartridge age, and when you know for anybody who doesn't know a cartridge is a thing that a game is put on, it has a little plastic shell around it. It's a it's a little microchip surrounded by a plastic shell, and you put that plastic shell into a machine. But the thing is. Once you get that game, it was done. You know, it was it was shipped complete. There was no patching. There was no like the the fucking phrase day one patch. I wish it would be stricken from the record. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just it's kind of a drag when I feel like game like like you said, like we're getting unfinished stuff. And I feel like any random game company, I'm not going to pick on one or the other, but, you know, they they feel like, okay, we'll ship it at like 85 percent done. And in the transit time that it takes to get physical copies over on the boat into Best Buy or GameStop, we'll just work on the patch to give all the uh, the rest of it. So like before you can even play, you got to like download, you know, four hours of fucking data and it's just a pain in the ass. I really do miss the days of, you know, N64, go, in, go into a store, buy a cart, go home, put it in and have a wonderful time playing Zelda, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in the middle i i'm 30 so i started my my first system that i ever played on i think was probably the uh the nes but my first system that i owned was the n64 so i had uh the car i lived through the cartridges then we went to cds and then we went to dvds and, right. and then now it's all downloadable so i've seen the, the the breadth of what video game had to offer and it is it's so far gone from like the, the industry is so different from from back then that um these games you know the last 
game I remember that shipped that was completed, I think was the recent God of War. The recent God of War was like it was really good and it shipped on time and uh completed. There might have been a patch or something like that at the very beginning to like negate some little things, but it was a full game when you got it. It wasn't just like like a uh, I don't I don't know of anything off the top of my head, but like it wasn't one of the games that comes up and all of a sudden is uh, you have to download all these patches like we're talking about. So I mean, there's still well, I mean, doing it's, it. But... It's like yeah, and I mean the thing is, you know, as long as you and I are still buying them, they'll continue to do it, right? I mean, unfortunately, I don't know what the next medium is. You know, well, I mean, I do because we've seen the thing, but in in terms of like, I don't know what the next iteration of game programming is going to be yet with like the new xbox series x and the ps5 and everything like it's cool but i do think it's just going to be more of the same you know i I don't know i don't disagree with you though about having games at your fingertips i think that's a rad fucking innovation that's happened but you know what i don't understand what's that it really does prevent me from buying (laughs) sorry it prevents me from buying more games online is like Hey man, um, why the sixty dollar price tag for uh, no packaging, no transit, no fucking production? Why not give us a little break on the price? If you're going to buy it digitally, why are you paying sixty bucks for? You, you know what I mean? Like not yeah. the thing that costs money to make. And then yeah. on top of that, I think it's fucking drag. You are paying ten dollars extra because you went over your because you went over your cap because you downloaded that game. That's right. See? Fucking, that's right. You're paying attention. Everybody's like got a hand like in that. your pockets, man. I don't like it. Fuckers. Not in the good way. No, no. <laughs> Only in the shitty way. I mean, there's a couple of different ways your, their hand could be in their pocket, but it's not a good one, all right? It's it's never good. It's never reciprocated. Yeah, so um, what? So you told me a while back um, that you did have like you had a beef with gaming, and like what? Wh- what's your beef with the gaming? I was like, I didn't even go into it at that point when you told it to me, because I was like, that sounds like a good topic. Let's talk about it on the show. But what? What's got you so buttoned up over gaming? <laughs> well, I I think that you know, ga- gaming is exactly what we just said. I know. It's, listen, Jason, I already went into it, dog. Uh, I I came from gaming. I, I I still I live in it. You know, it's my um it's my industry that that I'm I've I've I grew up in, and I, my professional career is in it. Um, I, I had the opportunity to be at the ground floor of esports when it was first starting, and really watch it blossom into into something uh, bigger than what I think anybody really anticipated at the beginning. Um, I love video games. I love board games. I love tabletop. I love um, card games. You know, any sort of game that like allows me to have some kind of mental competition, I, I-, I can get behind. Um, I like Magic: The Gathering was one of my favorite card games ever to play. It was. It was. A, I love strategy type games. Um, Magic: The What Now? I don't. I'm not familiar. You're not. <laughs> you're not familiar at all, right? Never no. heard of it. No, never heard. Of it. That's okay. It's not very old. Um, so <laughs> my my biggest gripe really comes from the um on the competitive side. I, I think that uh in the past couple of years we've really seen a bubble grow in the esports world. I think a lot of people who started were kind of getting pushed out in um 
to bring in the, these these execs who who thought they knew the industry, and I, I don't think I don't know if it's exactly panning out um, the way that everybody thought it was going to be panning out. I know that we're kind of looking at a different um, world currently, but I know um, in the past couple of years it hasn't been as big. Esports specifically hasn't been as big as it was two years ago. Um, I think that there was a big jump into streaming. I think a lot of people really saw uh, opportunities to be entertainers as opposed to athletes. Um, people like Shroud comes to comes to mind, where he, you know, he uh-huh. was a competitive CS:GO player, and then all of a sudden jumps over and was the biggest streamer in the world. And now he's got uh, a contract to be working exclusively with Mixer. I mean, those are lucrative things that have happened to this industry that we probably wouldn't have seen before. But um, I think that also takes. I think that's also transitioning and video games itself is transitioning into like a watchable thing. A lot of people are, would rather consume the content by watching it. Um, I think we're getting away from the playing. I think we're getting away from the, the communities and um, there are certain games that are really starting to bring that back. Uh, Animal Crossing is a great example uh, of, of what we've kind of seen recently where a lot of people are, are passing friend codes. I haven't seen this many uh, switch friend codes being tossed around on the internet ever. Oh, I, I I couldn't agree more. First of all, let me let me explain this. The Nintendo Switch friend code is a fucking dumpster fire. Number one, the fact that you need this antiquated friend code that's like thirty five digits long, and then you got oh my god, it's a pain in the ass. Every other system just makes it easy. Where oh, there's a guy friend click done, you know. But the friend code is retarded. I don't like it. It's I don't enjoy. They've it. had um, this pr- that problem. Nintendo has had that problem since they decided to make everybody being able to share. They had it, the problem with um, the DS, I think, had it, and as well as the Wii. Like all of the friend codes and the way yeah, that they all you, had it, yeah. the way that you access people's accounts and like you get your friends and, is just uh, it's it, it's, a, it's a horrible thing. It's a dumpster fire. You know, it's like I, I felt like during that time of the big three Nintendo Xbox. Uh, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony, they all had these, like, they all saw Facebook and they're like, we want that. We want this end-to-end config- this end-to-end thing where we can control what is being sent. So that's why they have the friend codes. What's what's crazy is that I don't know who heads up the friend code uh, division at, at, at <laughs> department. Nintendo. Yeah, but if you can get them on the horn, I would love to be able to talk through this. Yeah, I would love to, like, just, just ask why. <laughs> why? Why are you doing this to us? It makes it hard, my friend. And maybe, you know, I, I have to think that maybe they have the, you know, kid thing in mind where, well, you know, we want to make it tough so people can't find children. I, I get all that. I'm totally down with all that. But I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's it seems difficult for difficulty's sake as opposed to any kind of protection level. You know, I don't know. It it just seems convoluted. And I don't like it. That, that's a, um, that's something but that I, will, I can I respect your view on because you have you because you have kids. I don't have kids, so that's not a part of my decision making. But like, it, it's great to see that perspective of being like, well, you know, I know that uh, users for the Nintendo Switch are a lot younger, so it's like we need to be able to protect these kids who are eight years old who are going to school and being like, Hey Jimmy, I want to play, you know, I just want to play animal crossing. I have peaches, you have oranges. Why don't you come over here? And they're like, all right, cool. So I get right. that. That makes no, sense. I, I, it's, and it's one of those things. And also, um, man, am I the only one that can't get behind animal crossing? I, am I the only one? Oh, cause I've tried and I can't, I can't do it. You know, I, I don't can't. have the current I one. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know Jason. It's okay. It's okay, man. <laughs> 
We're gonna get through this. <laughs> I have a real. I, I like. I feel like I'm. I'm. I'm watching a party happen somewhere, and I'm just not part of it. Like I'm. I'm watching this. Like a. Like I'm. I, I can hear a concert somewhere, and I hear everybody's having a good time, but I just can't find it. <laughs> you know? That's that's what Animal Crossing is to me. Yeah, I just imagine like you looking at like a house, like walking your dog outside at like eleven o'clock at night, and you just see this raging house party next door, and you're sitting there in your robe, and your dog is doing something. And you're like looking at it and you're like, I don't get it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. And also, I'm going to call the police. Yeah, exactly. It's 11 exactly. o'clock at night. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. You're knocking on the door. You damn kids with your oranges. Yeah. Yes. And your peaches and your Tom Nooks. Uh, I have a, get out of here. I, I think I know why you can't get behind it, though, is because uh, you in your old age and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've, got, you've gone through this debt. You've gone through debt in the real life. You've gone through having to have a, a job to pay for it. You ha- you've lived out of a tent, and uh, you you planted peaches, and you know you all, all the stuff that you do in Animal Crossing. It's like, man, I lived through that in the real life. Why do I need to be an animal well, to see this? I mean, when I grew up in the Depression era, you know, <laughs> it it was very rough. It made things hard, and it made it made you appreciate the, you know, the value of a dollar. Okay, <laughs> and I just don't. I'm not going to piss it away. On garbage like Animal Crossing. <laughs> I don't know. Look, man. I mean, I I wanted. There was the hype, you know, when it, it was out on the uh, like 3ds or something, and I bought into it then. And I was like, oh my god, what the fuck am I doing? Like, it's just so boring, <laughs> and it wasn't fun. So I was like, oh no. But then, like, I it, I think it's just that that upkeep kind of game where like you just have to have the upkeep and it for some reason it doesn't it doesn't hit me in the feels you know i i tried but it just doesn't hit me in the feels it kind of reminds me of like uh i mean the sims or or stardew valley i mean stardew valley is like a harder version of animal crossing but um it always it always reminds me of the sims that's what i always bring it back to and it's like yeah i never got into the sims either Yeah, I mean that's that's what it is. It's just The Sims with a real cute puppy looking at you instead of like creepy stick figure woman or weird slender man that's you know staring at you in the background. I don't I don't know. I mean, you know, I I do love all kinds of games and always have, always will. I mean, RPGs are still going to be my jam. I mean, it's never RPGs are never going to go away from me. Whether whether it's a video game or you know pencil and paper. I'm down for an RPG, but you know, and I, I do like sim games, but I don't know, man, animal crossing. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather just play Diablo. I, Hey, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I think that there, you know, this, this is just one of those, those games that people are, are jumping on right now. And to be honest, I think they got lucky with everything that's happening. I mean, it, it's the perfect game to be able to sit inside and play. <laughs> that is pretty true. I mean, if you're going to be quarantined and you have to stay home, eh, I guess like, you know, you can justify it now. I mean, we just started me and my, my, I'm just going to call them my crew. Cause that's like the dumbest label I could put on the people I play games. How about with. the squad? Um, uh, yeah, the squad. That's also um, a dumb one. My, my people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My, my people's just another one. Um, we just started GTA online and, I'm like, you know, it oddly enough, it I don't know if you've played it. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming you're aware of it in the ether, but 
It's like an MMO, man. I mean, it's a it's like a total MMO on that thing, except for, you know, people do drive-bys and shoot you in the mouth <laughs> and then, you know, take your money. But beyond that, it's basically an MMO. I mean, so we just started doing that. We're we're still doing PUBG, you know. You guys playing on PC or you guys on Xbox or Ah, uh, no. I don't I can't uh, I can't get behind it, man, on PC gaming. I just I can't. I want to. Look, let me let me explain exactly where my stance is on PC. I want to be able to afford it, <laughs> but I can't. I can't, man. And I can't keep up. Like, I just can't keep up with PC gaming. I mean, I tried probably three or four touch points over my gaming career, which has been about 40 years. I've, I've tried like three or four times to really jump into PC gaming, build a rig, buy a rig, whatever, laptop, desktop, multiple monitor, whatever. And then like, a year from then, you just you're sitting there looking at it, going, "You piece of shit! <laughs> you can't run anything," you know. And I just I can't keep up with that. Yeah, there's like the ta- there's like a couple of different upkeeps with PC gaming that you always have to be a, be aware of. One of those is like the uh, the hardware and making sure that your art- hardware is like up to date because the new game comes out. Oh, PUBG is a perfect example. PUBG comes out uh, on PC and everybody wants to play it except you can't. Um, right. it, there was a game like that. Oh my god, I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. It was in like 2008 or 2007 that was released, and it was only re- it was released on PC, and it was like just the graphics just was supposed to be the best thing you've ever seen. And you can only yeah. play this with like a four thousand dollar computer, and I was like, oh my god, what are you guys thinking? It's PC gaming is definitely not for everyone. I. I love it. I have, you know, that's what I grew up on. I still, I, I play on my PlayStation 2, but uh, I, I just get behind PC gaming because you can kind of get, you can, you can, there's both sides of the spectrum. There's that really high end uh, part where you can play on the high graphics. You can get your third, you can get your curved monitor, monitor. You can be one of those people on PC Master Race who has this amazing setup who spent $30,000 on, on this setup to be able to play um uh mass effect or something like that and then there's all right. there's the other side where it's like you you get the humble bundles and you get the uh this this the steam sales and all, all these smaller games or even the older games that you can get back on and play that have really good replayability like half-life or half-life 2 portal those types of games well i see now i totally agree with that and so like I still I, I, I still have Steam and all that kind of stuff on my laptop. And I go back when there's everybody goes in for the Steam sale. Everybody likes spending a buck and getting a game. Mm-hmm. Everybody, myself included. You know, but it's I could pinpoint where the where the PC gaming stopped for me. Like and when I say stopped, I, I don't mean like it's not a full stop. I don't turn my nose up at it. Cause like I still run stuff on my laptop. If it's, you know, something that's just convenient to play on my computer, if I'm sitting on the couch, cool. So be it. And some games you can only get on PC. So there you go. But it was like around the nineties when like, you know, every, every couple of years I resigned myself to understanding that I'm going to have to upgrade like my graphics card, you know, and all that. I'm like, okay, every couple of years I could probably swing 150 bucks. That's not the end of the world. So I was doing that and, and everything and it was great. And then like one day I go to the store, I go to comp USA. Oh my God. <laughs> right. I go, I stroll into comp USA on my lunch hour and I'm like, I need a new graphics card. So give me some Nvidia blah, 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 blah. And I get home and then I put it in and it's like, nothing works. I go, well, fuck is this? And it's because 
to run this, you need a better power supply. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now I got to change up my power supply to run my graphics card. It just became a whole thing. And then I did that. And then it goes, you need better cooling in your computer or else it's going to explode. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm done. <laughs> it, that's the way it's, it. it still is that way, too. It's like, oh, I mean. A lot of there's a lot more information out there now where it's like, is this does this uh, cooperate with this? But I remember that a few years right. ago. It's right, pain in the ass. It was just a drag. It was it was just a fucking drag. So I was like, eh. But again, you know, like I said, I wish I could afford <laughs> to play PC games the way I want to play them. <laughs> and you know, it just sucks. I mean, I did enjoy. Like I don't know, you probably remember this. So back when when uh, Star Wars Galaxies was just kind of starting up, mm-hmm. you're, are you, it was like that was when I built my first rig. And, you know, everybody has that story where they built a rig for a specific game. And like that was my jam. It was the first Star Wars MMO ever is coming out. And, and to be fair, it wasn't the greatest game ever made. Some people think it was it was the greatest. I disagree. But. You know, whatever. It's not even around anymore. The servers are gone. You know, everything everything ended one glorious day. But it's like I built a rig for that. And then, you know, it was like, well, okay. I don't know. It just, it kind of petered out for me at that point. Wasn't so, there like a, I don't know. wasn't there a trading card game that was released on it too? In Galaxies? <sighs> there was the Star Wars CCG that was made in the 90s. Around the same, it was around the same time that Galaxies was around. But it wasn't, um... It wasn't for that. It was, uh, it was actually a buddy of mine made the, well, I, don't, I can't say he made it. He definitely worked on it. Um, you know, I, it's Scott Gata, who I ended up working with, you know, years later at, at, at Upper Deck. Um, but I mean, it was that I still have my copies of that game because it's just fucking awesome. And no, no other Star Wars card game has come close to that one yet, in my opinion. But eh, we'll see. Yeah, because SOE developed. Yeah, if I want right? to play it. SOE developed Galaxies. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like I said, it was good, but then they fell into the trap of like people bitched because of something. And then, like, one day I went to sleep, and then the next day I woke up, and like Star Wars Galaxies had completely changed, like overnight or something. And they completely revamped the entire game and made it like really dummied it down. It was just weird. It was, it was strange. And that was kind of the end of it <laughs> at that point. It was it was over. Yeah. So that was the long long story of Star Wars Galaxies, and now it's gone forever. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll come back. Maybe it won't. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Are you so? Uh, are you guys doing any uh, tabletop gaming over there at Jinx? Uh, we do uh, from time to time. I know what is the name of the Sean and Tim were playing a game called Gloomhaven um got it and they were playing that for like a couple years uh like every wednesday pretty much and so i i I wouldn't i never got a chance to like jump in on the party or anything but there was a couple times where i I was working late or i was over there and i would just sit and i would just watch and i was like wow this is kind of like reminds me of um a dungeons and dragons with uh, existing totally. cards already and i was like wow this is like this is actually pretty cool apparently it was like the number one board game on um, it is yeah for a while like gloomhaven was the shit like you couldn't get a copy for like under 600 dollars because it was so in demand and also the box weighs 600 pounds so it makes you feel like you got your money's worth yeah they had like a whole like divider they had like a <laughs> they had like a, a briefcase of stuff that they would do they have in. wait 
Did they have the wooden, like the wooden insert that you can do that you can put all your shit in? Because like uh, th- that's what I have in mind. Made by the good people at the Broken Token, and uh, it it all, all while it's completely necessary to play that game, in my opinion, it also adds like forty five pounds. <laughs> but you know, I don't what? know if they had the wooden one, but I think they had it from the good people who worked at Staples. Uh, it was like a right. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those like accordion binders that had everything in it. Yeah, nice. Okay, same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Same thing. Yeah. So what what uh what, what what's next for you, man? What else you got going on? Oh man. Um well right before uh this all started going on, I've been I've been I'm trained now, I guess. Uh, professional wrestling is kind of my uh that is my thing right now. It's outside of outside of working with Jinx and playing video games and um, you know living professional wrestling is kind of what uh, what I live and breathe right now outside. And so, okay, wait a minute, I gotta ask you then. So, because I I grew up. Uh, no, wait, are you performing <laughs> or are you watching? I am that, a performer. There's a big line. I am a trained professional wrestler. Yes, sir. Shut the fuck up! Are you serious? No, I am a right now. Uh, I've been tr- I've been wrestling in, starting in July. July is three years. I've been training. Um, I've been performing for about two years now. Um, and last August for Super Awesome Showdown, which is uh, kind of on hiatus right now, I won the world cha- the Galactic Championship. Um, and then I just made my ground zero debut, which is ground zero is like the big, uh, promotion in San Diego. I made my debut on, uh, right before the quarantine happened, which was, I think it was March 7th. Um, and I've been really just trying to, you know, get out there and, and, and put the work in, you know, the thing about the wrestling business and, and the esports business that kind of had the beginning of the esports business has a lot of very, a lot of similarities and it's because it, mm-hmm. you got to grind, man, you got to get out there you got to put your name out there. People got to get to know you and, and right. then those, those opportunities will start to come. So over, you know, that's my plan for the next oh. year is really get into that. Fuck. So now I'm just trying to think, but I'm thinking back when, so when me and DeVries were working together, um, about let's just like a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. I remember he was going to some like fu- what was the event you just mentioned? Like, super awesome showdown. Su- super awesome fucking showdown. He went to that and he's like, "Oh yeah, my buddy's wrestling." Yeah, that's me, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Okay, well, all right, because they're like, he's like, we were we were kind of courting another company that deals with influencers at the time. And uh, they were going as well. And they're like, dude, you should come. I'm like, nah, no, <laughs> I'm just not going to go. Oh, fuck. Now I should have went. God damn it. I, well, he's so, there now. I, I know who you're talking about because. Yeah, he is. He is there now. Yeah, yeah he is there. Yeah, that's good. He's uh, I, I talked to him the other day and well, uh, about a week and a half ago now, I suppose. I, I keep telling him like we're going to go grab some dinner, but then we went on lockdown. <laughs> so I don't know. But now I'm thinking like the three of us should go. Oh yeah. Once the lockdown's done, man, let's do it. Fuck yeah, let's just let's do that. That sounds good. Cause dude, wait a minute. Now I have so many questions about that because I, I grew up a kid in the 80s and I was a big WWE WWF fan, right? Loved it. I mean, dude, in the 80s, WWF owned like 
entertainment. I mean, they really, really did. They had Saturday morning cartoons. They had um, like the Saturday night main event. They had all the all the pay per view shit, and then you know carried over in the nineties. But honestly, so the WWE now does not do it for me. Like I I, wa- I try to watch every now and then. Like I don't do it religiously anymore. Um, and I try to watch now, and I'm I'm not liking the WWE, but all I I see this like paradigm shift. I I don't know how you feel about this. Um, but I see like this paradigm shift from some people, you know, apparently like their algorithm or my algorithm makes their feed show up in my social stuff all the time. And now I'm seeing all this, like, what is it? AEW or is that right? Yeah. AEW. So I'm seeing like, that's like the new fucking jam. Like everybody, if you liked WWE in the nineties, go watch AEW. So, and, and I haven't yet just cause they have bad marketing and I don't know when the shit's on. So I don't know, but I'd, I'd like to, but I, I don't know. What are your, what's your take on it? I, the thing, all right, this, this is a very long, uh, <laughs> not very long <laughs> answer, time. but it's a very, uh, it happened. It, it's been happening for so long that it's like, it, it's more about a timeline than anything else. So. You you were a huge fan. You were a fan in the eighties. You know, like the WWF had Saturday mornings, uh, the Saturday morning cartoons where it was like uh, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. You had um, Saturday Night's Main Event. You had WWF Superstars. You had, um, you know, the, like you said, the the big four pay per views, the Royal Rumble, uh, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Survivor Series. That was the eighties, man. You had Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah, you had all these. It was fun. It was fun. There were these big characters um, mm-hmm. that you'd see them get out there. And, and, and in real life, the thing about wrestling is like it grew up in a very live event atmosphere. So going to these events, you know, um, it, it's passed down through lineages. It's passed down from father to son um, to, to each family member. So they go to these events and they see someone like Hulk Hogan on TV and they're like, wow, this guy's actually pretty big. And then you show up and you're like, wow, this guy's like six, eight, three, something completely <laughs> right. jacked. And he looks like he would be able to beat the shit out of anybody. Hey, brother. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, brother. All right. You know, like he would, he would yell at you. <laughs> what you're going to do with Hulkamania? Like that was, that it was, such and it character. was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Greatest, greatest character of all time. And I, I love that. Like I do my best. My character is is very similar to that of the '80s, so I really try and harness um, the the accent, the uh, flamboyance and the eccentric and the that piece of the '80s with my character. So I love that. Oh, dude, that's fucking rad. In the, dude, you should do a real deep cut and call yourself Thunderlips, the ultimate male. The oh man, good old Thunderlips, Rocky, Rocky Four, good old Thunderlips. Is that Rocky Four? Rocky Three. Rocky three, sorry, Rocky three. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was Rocky three. Sorry, they almost caught me on my, my, ro- on my Rocky. Oh, history, see, I was dog. testing you, man. I was testing oh, you, bro. Don't, don't come into my house with any Rocky movies, all right? Um, yeah. <laughs> no so shit. So back in the eighties, you know, you had you had WWF. They were huge, and then also on the other side, you had WCW, which was more about the athleticism. It was more about the sport of wrestling, um, which is more right. wrestling. Right. Uh, in what they called the territory days, because prior to WWE wrestling was in these little territories. They were in the pockets all over the United States. So that's where you would get, uh, that's where you would see a lot of wrestling, you know, local TV or um, out, you know, you go to a, go to a sporting, a wrestling event. And um, back then they had, 
the NWA, WCW, and that WCW was the main competitor to to WWF, um, pretty much from the late '80s all the way to 2000, 2001, until WWF bought them out. Uh, and they bred they bred a lot of like well known like Goldberg didn't he come from WCW and I mean a lot of like yeah like Sting and a lot of those dudes Sting they were the franchise, on WCW man. if I'm. Sting yeah. was the franchise for WCW yeah. and the NWA. You had uh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair is probably the biggest one to come out of the NWA, WCW. Um, you know, back in the Flair came out of there. Yeah, Flair started the in the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, and he was the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion from in the seventies and the eighties. And then uh, when WCW was bought, it used to be called Jim Crocker Promotions. WCW was bought by uh, right. Ted Turner's company, TNT. Uh, that's when a lot of the stuff really started to change when Eric Bischoff took over because now they're they're doing a lot of stuff. Uh, they started doing a lot of stuff that was ultimately picked up by WWE, like running live instead of running tape. Um, and that's when they really started going head to head. And that's when the production value and everything um, really started to grow, that competition. And that kind of gets to where Dude, I am now with AEW. AEW I'm, is doing that. I'm telling well, and that's what it that's what it seems like, right? Like it feels like they they go there's there's an itch that needs to be scratched, and they're and they're fulfilling it. But I'm telling you, man, like yeah, they're uh, they're I, hitting I a really different demographic. Than Dude, there were two wrestlers who I could not stop. I did anything that they would do, I would I would watch. It wouldn't matter if it was fucking insurance sales pitch, I would still watch it, dude. And it was Ric Flair and Kurt Henning. Mr. Perfect. Oh, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Mr. Perfect. God rest his soul. Oh. But I mean, he would do these fucking videos. It was the, I swear to God, whoever put these together, they had to go on to make $800 billion in their lifetime because they were fucking brilliant. So there's a couple that stand out to me. And Mr. Perfect was a guy, obviously, Julian you know, um, but the millions of listeners out there maybe not know who Mr. Perfect is. But I mean, this is a guy that like everything he did was perfect, right? It, I mean, that was just his bit. And he was the dumbest looking dude you've ever seen, but everything he did was perfect. So one time, <laughs> they swear to God, these videos were so good. He goes, I'm going to throw the perfect touchdown. And that was the thing. Everything was like, I'm going to do the perfect thing. And they got him on... They're, they're, they're filming the guy and he, he has a football and he, he kind of goes back and he's, he's, he's the quarterback now and he throws the ball and he throws it down all the way across the fucking field, a hundred yards to the end zone. And who's there to catch it? Mr. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It was the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen. Who else like, is every video was that stupid. It's so right. good. Who else is going to be there? It's like it's every fucking thing he did was great. Everything perfect did. Oh. Like it, it, from a wrestling perspective, like as a, a from a not I want to say wrestling purist, but Mr. Perfect Kern Hennig is probably one of the what we what we call the greatest workers of all time. The guy is like so like so fluid, so fat. His promos were excellent like Everything about right. that guy was fantastic, and and, and it real his son is wrestling now. Um, his son wrestles for WWE, and uh, yeah, man, I think oh no shit, yeah, because uh, his son is a third generation uh, wrestler. Um, his oh, wow. his first his uh, Kurt Hennig's dad was his name was Larry the Axe Hennig, and he was a big wrestler mm. before before Mister Perfect, and uh, 
Kurt Hennig when he he was he was in the AWA before. Do you remember Razor Ramon? Oh, <laughs> Scott Hall. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. come on. Uh, they were hey, tag team champions. Chico. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, those guys were some of the best showmen on the face of the earth. I mean, dude, you what, what, like when you say Razor Ramon, the first thing that pops into my head is like probably like let's just say like 1996, right? And me and a buddy of mine, we would just walk around pretend like we're not pretending we're Razor Ramon, but we'd walk around like we both worked at Target, right? <laughs> the greatest job of all time. And we just see each other coming down, like walking towards each other down the aisle or something. And he'd pretend he'd have like a little toothpick in his hand and he'd pretend to flick it at me. And I'd pretend to flick one at him. (laughs) That's just all we did because Razor Ramon was so fucking fun to like just watch. All those guys were, oh, hold on. All right. What are you sending? I I still do that this Ah. day. I, if I have a toothpick in my hand and someone needs to talk to me and I ha- I have to throw it at <laughs> I have to end it with some kind of like, like, hey, like if you don't need to talk to me, right. then you don't need to talk to me. And I'll throw the thing in their face and then they tell me to get out of Starbucks. So, dude, look at this picture you just sent me. So an autographed picture of Kurt Hennig and Scott. Is this yours? Oh, I wish this was mine. Or is this something you... I, oh, okay. I just wanted to. I, I looked it up on the. I just wanted to show you that uh, that Kurt Hennig and Scott Hall were the AWA World Tag Team Champions, and this is back in like the '80s sometime. But Jesus, that doesn't even look like Scott. That didn't even look like Scott Hall. Look it up. But I mean, I see it. I know, dude. Jesus, God. Well, see, those guys were fun to watch, man. They were just all fun. And look. I don't know. I don't want to insult you or the wrestling world, but to me, it was always entertainment. I never looked at it as a serious sport. Now, granted, I think the moves and all the 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 technical aspect of it is serious, but I never looked at it like it wasn't staged. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it, there wasn't an outcome pre-planned. Yeah, you know, and but it, it didn't. It never fuck the enjoyment value out of it. I mean, I, I really, in, I, I loved watching it because it was fun to watch. And these guys like, and, and gals as well, like they're good at what they do. <laughs> so you got to respect that. Yeah. I think that, you know, you have the, you know, the, you, I think you approach that subject in a very, very uh, good way. I think that a lot of, a lot of people um, will, will approach wrestling or professional wrestling as, well, and I, I hate I I don't like using this word, and I'm sure that a lot of people will use it. It's fake, um, you know. Right. I, I think that you have the right when when you say like it's it's predetermined. It's all like you you as a fan might know that it is it is a choreographed match. It is something, that, but people are really getting hit. People like everything. Yeah, everything that's happening in the ring is real. Um, sure, we know who's gonna who's gonna win, but that's that's part of the. Uh, the great part of the entertainment is because we can build a story. We can, we can show you what's going to happen and and how how to take you out of the seat and really get involved with it. Yeah, sure. At the end of it, like someone's going to win, but like, you don't know. Right. You don't know who's going to win, but look, it's just a fun thing to watch. So no shit. So when, when are, I'm assuming like once this is all done, all this lockdown nonsense, you're going to be uh you're going to be back to it. So what's like what's the plan? Uh a lot well once once we come out of this uh 
this quarantine, we'll, we'll see kind of where the next step, a lot of the bookings that I had uh, ultimately got canceled just because of everything. Right. So, um, <laughs> cause you can't be in yeah. a room with more than three people. Yeah. I, I had an idea where I was like, well, what if I invite one of my buddy, one of my wrestling buddies over to the house and we just wrestle around the house and destroy shit. But I don't think that <laughs> everybody would appreciate that in the South. Well, that would look great on YouTube. Uh, I'm sure That'd it be would. Sweet. Um, I, I, well, look, man, that, uh, Go ahead. No, I was just saying, man, I, I can't wait. Once this quarantine is done, you know, my, my goal is to really get out there and get my name out there a little bit more. And I'd love to have uh, you and, and, and your family come to one of these events to take a look and see see what's happening. Dude, What what's your character name? Jackson Calhoun. Jackson Calhoun. The sweet like southern it, meat, baby. I like it. I like it. Well, look, dude, once this is all done, we got two things we got to do. Me, you, and Steve got to go grab some dinner, number one. Um, we'll, we'll do that, and uh, we'll make sure we Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, number yeah. Uh, number two, uh, I got to see you uh, I gotta see you in the ring, in the squared circle, as the, as the pros say, <laughs> my friend. Oh, yeah. You know? It'll be cool, man. Well, look, I look forward to it, dude, and uh, yeah, we'll make that happen. Yeah, man, I appreciate, uh, you know, taking the time and uh, sitting down with me today. You know, it's an honor to really be on this podcast and uh, oh, man. Yeah, be a Thank part you. of it. Well, you, now you're 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 in it forever now, man. You're part of the history books now, fella. Oh, hey, you know, <laughs> got to be somewhere. Got to be somewhere. It could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, dude. Have a good night.